welcome back to Navigating Motherhood. We are at episode 11 and we're still reading our book. It's been a while, but you know, life happens and we get busy and this is our hobby. So thank you guys all for being patient. I don't know who's all being patient or who was waiting for us to do it anyway, but <laughs> um, but today we're going to do the chapter on gifts. And we're also going to finish up the podcast with a little bit um, of talking about what we decided to put in our hospital bags on our way to give birth. So we'll start with the the love language is gift giving and gift receiving. So it's both giving and receiving. And um, on here, it was saying like the most meaningful gifts become symbols of love. And those that truly convey love are part of this love language. So for parents to truly speak love language, number four, which is gifts, the children must feel that his parents, his or her parents generally care. So for this reason, all the other love language must be given along with the gift. Um, the child's emotional love tank needs to be kept filled in order for the gift to express like heartfelt love. So I thought, okay, that's good to know. And then it goes in to tell this story about this mom who has these two daughters and she always brings back gifts. Um, Gabby, you were talking about that right before we started recording. So do you want to hit that? <clears throat> Basically, it's the mom. Um, she brings back, well, in the beginning of the chapter, she brings back the teddy bear. And she brought it back from California. And it just kind of goes into, like you said, um, at the very bottom, it's like, you know, keep the love tank full. Um, it's great to give gifts, but I think sometimes parents, some um, they push gifts and they're leaving out other things. So you can't yeah. just give gifts and just give, 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 because they're going to be, you're missing out on giving love, showing love. Um, so it just kind of talks about that. And then. Um, yeah, it says like. That the children can like easily misinterpret misinterpret the gift and thinking that it's conditionally given, mm -hmm. like it's just in place. So like, it gives a story about one mother who was under a lot of stress and like at odds with her son. So she was like, "I'm just gonna try to get him a gift. I'm gonna get him a basketball." Mm -hmm. And later she finds it in the toilet, and she's like, "What the heck?" Yeah. And her son's like, "I'm sorry, you know." And she's like, "Well, I just don't know why he would throw it in the toilet." So then later, like, the mom started to learn um, and concentrate on keeping Jason's emotional tank full, especially at bedtime. So, like, making sure they had that quality time going to bed and all that stuff. And then soon she began to notice a change. Um, so then a few weeks later, it was baseball season. So she got him a new bat. And this time he hugged her and said thank you with a big smile. So, like, his emotional tank was not full. So the gift just seemed like a bargaining tool. Yeah, and it also talked too about, you know, when giving's abused, um, parents will substitute for other love languages. So like if parents are gone a lot or they travel a lot, like for instance, the first story when she got that from California, then when their parents went to Hawaii, they were always giving gifts. So a lot of times I think parents, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, if I go to the store, or I'm out and about, I'm like, oh, I feel bad. We're not at home. Let me give her this or get her this. So I think it's easy to do, but it does talk oh, yeah. about that. Well, and, like, that's, I feel like, like, when you go to the store and you're like, okay, let's get a gift. Just, like, 
a little toy, like $1 toy, just so like she can be happy going through the store. Like, I don't think that's necessarily like bad or anything. Yeah. I just think that's just your way of like keeping her happy. And I don't yeah. think that that's like bad by any means. I know it does talk about um, ways to like, like just because you guys, like let's say a family doesn't have like a ton of money. And so like buying toys and gifts is just not really much of an option. It talks mm-hmm. about like wrapping up their school clothes. Cause I mean, I feel like every kid gets at least a shirt or a pair of jeans for school. Like yeah. and if not, I hope that they're getting some new clothes, you know? So mm-hmm. then they can wrap it up and give it out at dinner to each of their kids and be like, this is your, like, welcome or happy back to school, you know? And then, like, give a little yeah. gift like that. It's, like, just because it's a necessary gift in a way, like, it's a necessary buy does not mean it can't be, like, a fun gift. Yeah. And I think it talks, too, about, you know, when your child's love language is gifts. I feel like, to an extent, every child likes to get gifts. So I feel yeah. like, too, you know, it's... A lot of adults think like, oh, if I get them this, they'll like me or they'll, you know, so I feel like that's hard to do to kind of differentiate. I mean, you know. Well, that's why I think it says to do all the other love languages that they need too, because then they need that to be able to accept a gift. Mm -hmm. It also talks about keeping it separated, like, you know, if your kid cleans up his room, and then you give him five bucks, like that's not a gift, that would be a payment. Yeah. Or like they brush their teeth 10 times so they get a sucker. Like that's not a gift, that's a reward. And so you have to keep those separate, like kids who have a love language of giving gift or giving and re- um, getting and receiving gifts, you have to make sure you don't have that bargaining or payment. Like that's separate, that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, so like you gotta be careful when you do it like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. So when you're buying toys as gifts, so like it tells you like here's one warning or whatever, you know? It's like mm-hmm. don't let the advertisements determine what you buy for your children. And Gabby, we haven't really hit that problem because like our kids don't like look at the TV and think, oh, I want that toy yeah. yet. So I can only imagine the the moms out there that have to deal with like the new fancy toy going out on TV that these kids see. And it's like, that would be hard. To like Elijah, he's at the age where he can like reason. So like these Barbie houses will come. I want that. Or a Play-Doh commercial. I want that. And I'm like, I think they just see it. (laughs) It's something new. They don't have it. So they're like, I want that. So I think that is true. Like you have to kind of within reason be careful what you're can't get them everything they want right and it gives us kind of like when you're like looking for a toy for your child it gives you kind of a few questions to like ask yourself so some of the questions are like what message does this toy can commu- communicate to my child mm-hmm. is it a message with what i'm comfortable with what yeah. might my child learn from playing with this toy um is it a positive or negative effect on my child Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, is this is a toy yeah, that we can afford. It says two children receiving such ill-advised gifts may eventually see them for what they are, but in the meantime, they are learning that they are that at, at least one parent regards gifts as a substitute for genuine love. So that's important too. Sad. Yeah. 
I mean, I know it's hard on parents. Like it's hard on the parents that are like, like good parents when they have to be gone Mm -hmm. on business trips or they have to be gone to do this or that. And so like they think whether on their trip that they give them an, they get them a gift. But like, I think that it's also important, like, to sit down and talk about your trip. Like what are things that you saw? What are some things that you did? Um, I like, okay, I found this bracelet and you'll never guess the story behind it and why I got it for you. And even if you make it up, like these kids don't know, but at least they feel like it's special and like almost that they were there. Yeah. So that would be hard to have to do a business trip. None of my parents did that. Mine didn't either. Yeah. Like our moms are stay-at-home moms, and then, and then our dads were preacher, flush cop, and then my dad was a roofer. So, yeah, so they stayed home. Yeah, so they I mean, they were home a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's see what else we got. Do you have anything else highlighted? Looking through, um. No, and it it is nice too. At the, I was about to show you, but they can't see. But at the very end, um, it says a few more ideas, especially for parents. Pick and choose among them to try something new. You think your child might appreciate, and it kind of gives you like a list. Like carry socks or small candies. You can give them as treats when you're away from home. Um, make a meal you know your child likes to um, to a special restaurant, or make a favorite dessert. So like those are kind of nice, like little. Yeah, so a gift doesn't have to be like a physical toy or like yeah. anything. Like it could be making their favorite meal. Like that's a yeah. gift. Yeah. Because I feel oh, like that, you know, they think, oh, giving, you got to get a toy or, but it doesn't have to be always a toy. Yeah. Great. Just some, giving them, yeah. That's giving cute. Them a too. new pair of socks. Like hide a small gift in your child's lunchbox. My mom used to do that sometimes. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I remember we used to get notes. I loved that. Words of affirmation. So that makes sense. Oh my gosh, I hate when like, I read this book and I like, you know, not like self-diagnose myself, but you know what I mean? Like that, like yeah. I'm like, I can see like with the things as in my childhood that would make it be like, oh yeah, my, my language was words of affirmation because those mean, like, I mean, you could tell me you're proud of me and you're going to be my best friend. Like, it's just, is what it is yeah you know that's all i need to keep pushing i could be the worst like i said i was a terrible volleyball player when i was in middle school i tried so hard like i I was on one year oh i was terrible yeah well yeah i mean that's why you don't know about it is because it was literally terrible (laughs) even the coach was like caddy thank you for trying but it's just not it i never know you played that it was middle school so like anyway so I played one year. I tried really, really hard. And like, and I think what, why I kept trying was because everyone kept like, my coach and my parents were like, Caddy, you really are hustling out there. You're really, you're, you know, you're getting the ball. You're doing the best you can. You're doing a good job. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, wait, Caddy, you actually suck. I don't know. It's like, they all had to tell me it was all I was doing is hustling. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here we go. I'm going to hustle some more. <laughs> Gosh, that's but, fine. Anyway so the last um love language is acts of service and i almost feel like i can talk about this one even like even though we might not have gotten through the whole chapter of that Mm -hmm. um because i feel like this is one of my love language 
love languages after having a baby. I mean, I feel like any mom could agree with that. Yeah. Like, it's just hope. It's helpful to have help. You know? I'm always on, on Chris to do something. I'm like, get off the phone and help me do this or help me do that. Because, gosh, at the end of the day, I'm freaking exhausted. I know. Wait till she's a freaking toddler, Gabby. I sit on the ground. I'm playing with her school bus. And I think to myself, how long can I sit here until Chris gets home so I don't have to get back up? Uh, How long? How many times can I sing Will's on the bus before she gets over it? Yeah, honestly, you could probably she probably would never get over it. Let's be honest. Yeah, true. You probably could make like three hours on that floor. Yeah, as long as she's pulling my hair out and scratching, oh. scratching my face, she's good. <laughs> she's happy. She's content. Um, I think with acts of service, something you have to be careful with is like doing everything for your kid. Like uh-huh. even though their love language is acts of service, it's kind of like, okay, but where do we draw the line? Like where where do they still learn the responsibility that they need to learn? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Well, it says here, because I'm just like looking through the chapter. Um, children don't need to wait until they get to college to learn how to run a washer and dryer. I've met Amen. some people who are in their 20s who don't know how to like load a washer or do anything or dishwasher for that. They don't know how to do dishwasher. <laughs> like, my husband is one of those people <laughs> because his mamma, love you, Carol, and his mom did all his laundry. Yeah. Bless their hearts. And I know they mean well. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to probably struggle with that. Chris is more hard. Like, he's more, like, cold-hearted. He's like, do it yourself. But I'm more like, come here, let me help you. Yeah, okay. that's funny. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I think... Yeah, so, like, I think daily chores is fine. I think, like, when it comes with acts of service, it would be, like, something that's thoughtful. You know, yeah. like... You know, let's say like, oh, you're, you know, your daughter, let's say they're in high school and your daughter's doing all this extracurricular activities and she's getting home late and she's studying. She has straight A's. Like something like you can do as a mom is clean up her room for her. Mm-hmm. Like, should she keep her room clean? Yeah. But it'd be something nice to do real quick. You know, like obviously yeah. she'll have chores, but like, or, you know, make them breakfast in the morning and have it all set out and ready to go for them to eat. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's acts of service. Yeah. Or painting your kids' nails. Doing their hair yep. real cute. Like. Because it says, all things. you know, you're not loving the children, but you're crippling them. So when you do everything for a child, you're setting them up for failure. And they're yeah. not going to be able to cope in the real world. They won't be able to function with a job. They're not because mommy and daddy did everything for you. Yeah. So. Um, it says also the ultimate purpose for acts of service to children is to help them emerge as mature adults who are able to give love to others through acts of service. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's if you're doing everything, you're going to cripple them. Like that's not the point of acts of service. The point of acts of service is to teach them how to do it for other people. Yeah. That's and that goes good. for both like daughter and son. Because I've met some girls who are not able to function very well in the kitchen or oh my gosh yeah. we had to teach one of my friends in high school how to sweep didn't know how to sweep 
I mean, when you have mom who does it, like, why do it yourself? I mean, is it her fault? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, like, when we go work at Monocles and, like, we'd be closing with some people. Ugh, Monocles. Oh, yeah. She lives in Florida, if you guys don't remember that. And so, Monocles is her jam when she comes here. (laughs) I I could package up some French dressing and send it to you. You think? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. That's going to be your baby shower gift. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. It's like something for the baby and then something for the mom. Wink, wink. <laughs> French dressing. <laughs> Actually, in a way, that's for both of you. If you need it. Heck yeah. Funny. Anyway, we'd be cleaning up monocles and um, it'd be like dirty still. I'm like, y'all. You guys don't know how to clean. Like, my mom taught us how to clean. I know your mom uh-huh. taught you how to clean. You guys are a clean clean. <laughs> I did that like, today. Yeah. You but I, mean, I think it's... <laughs> I cleaned today. But oh. I think that's, like, good. I mean, you can overdo it. Which, if you talk to Chris, I overdo it. But I feel like it's good to, like, know how to do... Like, in schools, I think they need to teach that more. Like basic oh, yeah. living functions like how to freaking do your taxes how to clean how to cook how to wash your clothes like because sometimes parents aren't the best parents and they're not right. going to teach the kids that and then you get these kids who aren't able to function in the real world and then it goes from there so yeah like i remember we took a like an economics class like a consumer yeah. economics class and they did have home ec but I didn't take that because I was too busy trying to... What? I don't think they do that anymore. Sullivan still has it. Oh, but really? it's not like... It's like an elective. So, like, mm-hmm. it's like art yeah. or, like, choir. Yeah. It's not a forced class. Like, I was too worried about taking all the weighted classes so that I would... I don't know. Know how to freaking... The biology of a frog. Like, like yeah. I mean, really? Like, come on. Yeah, half like, the stuff I learned in school, first off, I stay home so I don't use it. But second off, you don't use it. Like, who's going to know? Use, you use some of it. Not yeah. actually, I guess maybe not like learning, but like. I mean, like I English just, and stuff right, like Right, but you don't use like algebra or trigonometry or like yeah. calculus. I want to go back to my teacher. I said, you don't use this one day. I'm going to say, mm, I didn't. Did it. <laughs> just letting you know. So quit lying. <laughs> Lion. Um. Yeah. What the heck? Whoever says that you're gonna. I mean, we might use it in certain ways, but not to the depth that we taught it. That it was taught. Like. Yeah. But like at the same time, though, we do use our. Even though we are stay-at-home moms mostly, like we use our degrees every day. Yeah. Like you use you use your nursing degree every day. Yeah. Help you figure out what what Roman needs and like. Okay, I think she has this, that, and this. I would have never thought of an ear infection. Ever. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so you use your degree. And then I use my degree as far as like like child services and human services and family services and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And like I mean using it right now by starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to reach out to people and this is kind of things that they do. So yeah, we even though we are stay at home moms, we use our degrees every day. We just don't get paid for it. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on real quick and talk a little bit about our hospital bags. And I wanted to talk about that because one of my friends had said 
Can you talk about them? So I think we did post on Facebook, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So let me go to Facebook real quick and pull up what everybody was saying. And she said that because she is um, pregnant. So she was wanting to know. She's 26 weeks and four days today. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have been a little MIA in this group lately, but it's fine. Um, did you all see the diaper changing one in our group? Gabby, did you see that? Like diaper changing video I shared? I don't see. Um, oh, now I do. Yes. I think, no, I did watch that. I liked it. Okay. Well, I was like, what the heck? I've been changing her diaper all wrong. Like that makes sense. Go check it out if you haven't. Okay. So people were saying, oh, I, the biggest must for me was the clean, soft pajamas and a long phone charger. Oh, yeah. Whenever it felt so nice to get into actual, like, pajamas instead of a birthing gown. Ugh. And then having a long phone charger, like, that was also a necessity. And then you said, you said the soft PJs and phone charger, and then you also said you lo- you packed a lotion and a big blanket. Mm-hmm. I didn't pack a blanket. They were just so scratchy. They were. I was like, you know what? I need to pack my own. And I packed a blanket, and I packed, I think I packed a little, like, boppy pillow, because, like, I couldn't, like, lay with my belly. My belly was so freaking fat, so, like, I had to have, like, something, like, touching it. <laughs> Yeah, and so pillows. I think I did bring my own pillow, if I remember right. Um, this person, her name's Savannah. She said, a nightgown and soft pajamas, if you prefer pants. Um, she had an emergency C-section and couldn't stand the feeling of the waistband, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you might want to have both packed, just in case you do have to have like an emergency C-section or something. You have yeah. a big nightgown as an option. Um, she said a stroller fan, life saving when pushing. That's smart. Mm-hmm. To cool down. Wow, that's a genius idea. What the, the heck? other thing I'll add there too is when you said your friend had an emergency C section. Rowan was in was in the NICU for two and a half days, so I was not planning to stay in the hospital that long so always okay. pack extra just in case yeah oh my gosh so you yeah. like probably had to stay in the same clothes longer than you probably wanted to girl i looked homeless i was like re-wearing the same stuff i had no slippers because i wasn't thinking like i'd be walking down to the nicu oh right so pack slippers pack extra clothes pack a robe here um, what shoes I wore these like so I packed it was like flip flop because remember how swollen I was? Oh yeah. Yeah. No shoes fit me. So I had to wear these flip flops. They're my fat flip flops. But the bottom was tearing off. So oh. I had like yeah, it was like they were You're looking real them, like homeless. Yeah. So definitely pack more. Yes. Yeah, so here's my here's where I failed. I packed a pair of fuzzy socks to keep my feet warm. Mm-hmm. and kept them on instead of switching into the hospital socks during labor and ruined them between all the fluids coming out of me. Oh. 
I mean, what are you going to do? Keep them and take them home? No, you're going to throw them out. It's not. No, there's pee, yeah. blood, meoc fluid, baby nastiness all over it. Okay. So I was like, so, so they give you, they can give you a pair of socks. They always, I think, I think they do give you a pair of socks. So yeah. you need to switch out of your nice fuzzy ones and wear theirs because you don't want to ruin them like I did and then be in the hospital socks all freaking rest of the days um, that you're there. Somebody um, said too about a gown. You don't have to wear their gown. I don't know you if that's... Don't have... You don't. You don't have to wear their gown. Oh, see, I didn't know that. They like forced me into that freaking paper gown and I was like, well, no, they make people like this lady has like made birthing gowns for moms who are giving labor naturally. Mm-hmm. So I want to look into that. Maybe I'll look into that and post it on, on a group. Yeah, post that. Because, like, honestly, those paper gowns, like, you're pretty much exposed everywhere. Girls are like, do you want to walk? I was like, walk. Where? In they the room? Me too. One for my front, and then I put the other one in, like, a jacket. But then yeah. it got hot. So I took yeah. off the back jacket, and my whole butt was out. Yeah. Like, which I didn't care in the moment. I'm like, I don't care right now. I'm in so much pain. I couldn't, couldn't, I can't, I don't even care. I could be butt naked right now and I wouldn't care. <laughs> like, do not, do not care. If you, it bothers you, then leave, which it doesn't bother anyone because it's a hospital. <laughs> anyway, that's, I guess that's the perks of like not having family in your delivery room. It was just yeah. me and Timmy. So it's like, he's obviously seen me naked. So, yeah. I mean, the nurse staff hasn't, but they've seen other people. <laughs> anyway. Um, so another person said she brought the pens to wear instead of the hospital underwear. She brought snacks, yeah. flip-flops for the shower, and a boppy pillow. Um, I don't. I didn't mind the hospitals. Like, they had, like, um, postpartum undies, and I didn't mind them. Ew, Cadison. <laughs> No, that's like a pet peeve. Like you have to have the comfy ones. No, I did when I go home, but I was ch- I was not trying to use all my good stuff at the hospital. Oh, I used the ones you and your mom gave me, bought me. Yeah, I used those ones like I got home. Gold. What? Those were like gold. Yeah, they're the the Frida Mama, um, or Baby Mom, whatever. We can yeah, never know the freaking name of that. They're like gray and like super stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, they were great, but. I didn't want to use them at the hospital when they had stuff yeah. there. That's the thing. Like, don't take any of your postnatal, postpartum care. I mean, stuff. Like, don't take any of that. Don't take your peri bottle. Don't take your ice packs. Don't take your underwear. Or pumps. I mean, take like. A- what? I said, don't take your pumps either. They have like good pumps you can use. They have nursing pumps. Use all that crap. You paid for it. Everything mm-hmm. in that room, they have to dump out anyway. Breach. So freaking use it and also take some with you. I'm not trying to tell people to steal because you already paid for it or your insurance did. So make sure you have extra room in your bag to pack all that extra shit in there. Girl, Chris was walking around the room taking freaking paper, taking like yes. the pistols. I'm like, Chris, leave that yes. here. He's like, we no, paid Chris, for it. Chris is a genius. He's a genius. Oh my god. You tell him I said that if he can hear me. <laughs> he just got the shower. Oh well, good. But yeah, he's a freaking genius. Yes. I mean I told Timmy, I'm like, scoot things over. We're sticking blankets in there. 
We're sticking ice packs in there. I'm sticking um, witch hazel pads. I put, I still, yeah. the whole thing, I said I ran out and they just brought me oh, yeah, another one. Give, and I just, Huh? They give you those in the dermaplast. Yeah. And they give you dermaplast. So just say you need some more and they'll just bring it to you. They don't ask questions. They know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I didn't pack any of that stuff because I was like, I don't need it. Yeah. Um, let me see. I did pack snacks. That's the, another thing that um, one person said was snacks. You're going to need snacks because they don't feed you after a certain amount of time. Okay. Is this, is this wrong? And maybe I'm just thinking this. I don't know. But I feel like we can all be open here. Yeah. Have you ever seen the moms with the, with the champagne after they have the baby? Okay. Yeah. There's a shot of fireball. Is that frowned upon? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I want my mother-in-law or my mother-in-law, my daughter, sister-in-law talked about doing it. And she's totally someone that would. I don't think she did. Oh. But let's think about it. Okay. So immediately, is that baby going to nurse or not? No. Well, I mean. They try to latch on, but they kind of take a hot second. Yeah. I would say, and they nurse, though, in the hospital, they nurse, like, more often than, like, two hours. Like, they do a little bit more than every two hours, because, like, you're just working on that latch and stuff. So, like, I think if you're choosing to breastfeed, it might not be the best idea, just in case your baby yeah. wants to latch like you don't want to be like oh wait no honey you have to wait because i just had a shot you know what i mean yeah that's true so because i know like once you drink it two after two hours the shot will be out of your breast milk and you'll be fine yeah so dang if you're not breastfeeding go for it but if you are breastfeeding i think you should maybe yeah, but yeah. yeah. were you wanting to do it i don't know like i always see like I mean, not like chug it, you know, like drink the whole thing, but maybe take like a sip, that and a Red yeah. Bull. Oh, yeah, girl. They have food there. So like after you give birth and you want a nice big old cheeseburger, like they got it. Oof. But like I we ran out of snacks because I was in labor for so long. Poor Timmy. Mm-hmm. I don't think we even did. I, I didn't get myself snacks because I was like the induction. They're like, can't eat, blah, blah, right. blah. But Chris did get snacks, and he did run out pretty fast. Marlon made Timmy, like, a little baggie to take with him. Like, a dad bag, I think she's called it. Nice. And, like, so it had, like, a, a few bangs in there and a few snacks that he likes and, like, that kind of stuff. And so that's a good present to think about if you want to get, like, the dad something, too, for the baby shower. Yeah. Get him, like, a ba- goodie bag full of snacks. Now, if he eats it that's before the day of, that's on him, you know. Yeah, that was. I thought that was cute that Carlin did that. Yeah, it is cute. Okay, let's see. What else do we need in our bags? Oh, so for baby, we forgot about the baby. <laughs> Would you pack for oh, yeah. Robin? So it was so hard because I didn't know if she was going to be big or little. So I packed a preemie, a regular, and then a bigger outfit. And just, like, some comfy PJs, which our plan kind of fell to the wayside with her going to the NICU. But um, 
she was really tiny, so I'm glad we packed like tiny clothes. But you really don't need much, because no offense, half of the time they're nude anyways. They're just going to lay in a little diaper and swaddled. Yeah, Ellie so. didn't have anything on most of the time. I packed outfits yeah, and she ha- didn't wear them. They yeah, they give them a onesie. Yeah. Actually, I think Ellie's was a t-shirt. It was a little t-shirt. It was so cute. I'm looking at pictures of her on here on this page and she's so freaking cute. I can't believe she's so big now. Late, I know. Two years. So it's kind of hard to remember exactly everything I packed. Um, oh, yeah. mom, my mom got me this massager ball. And so it's like I don't know, like, you know how, like, a lip balm that has a ball on top, how it, like, swirls around on your lips? Kind of like that. Yeah. And the, but nothing comes out, obviously. And you just rub it on your back. And I used that during labor. When my, I was laboring in my back so much. Um, mm-hmm. So that I, I did pack that and use that. You need chapstick. Chapstick, you need, and you need a big old thing of water. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a Stanley Cup, was- but... 44 ounces, man. Big old thing of water. They, I've seen a lot of hospitals, too. I don't know how or what hospital does this, but I've seen some hospitals give you, like, a nice, like, sturdy cup. Yes, they do. I got the ghetto pitcher. I ghetto But some hospitals give you a good, give you a good cup. And take that cup and use it forever. I didn't get a cup either. What the freak? I had a CNA coming in and out, filling up my water when I needed it. <gasps> you know what else, Cadison, is important to bring? What? A sound maker. Oh. For sleep. For your baby? Or for you? No, for oh. you. You know what? Yeah, it's like so loud. Like, I need a big old box fan to sleep. Me too. Like, I guess I could have slept with like a little. I was so tired. I didn't need anything. I have to, like, if I don't have sound, I mentally tell myself, Gabby, you can't sleep without sound. And I, like, will be awake all night. I, I, had, I had to take Benadryl in the hospital. Really? A lot of that, too, was because of Rowan's issue. Oh, but right. yeah, I could not sleep with, like, sound. Oh my gosh. If my baby wasn't in the hospital room, hospital room with me, I don't think I could have slept. That would have been hard. Girl, it, I literally, I know Chris probably felt so bad because I would literally just sit there and like, I am so depressed. Aww. And I can't imagine the moms who go through it for like two, three, four months. Yeah. I did it for two nights. So those moms I give kudos to. Yeah, freaking rough, man. Mm-hmm. Ellie, didn't, Ellie only left there. my room one time. And it was to get her hearing checked. I think oh, when yeah. they do that. And she said that mm-hmm. we could go with her if we wanted to. And I was like, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. go with her. I said, Timmy, will you go with her? Yeah. And he was like, Well, she'll be okay. I was like, Go. I wanted to be like, Yeah. No, I can go. But I didn't. I was just like, Yeah. Okay. And then I took a shower while they took her to um, get her ears checked. But I was so nervous. Of I know that she's in good hands, but it's like, she's my responsibility now. <laughs> I don't know. Timmy was also tired, too. 
I mean, yeah. as tired as I was, but he was tired too. Cause we were up. So, I mean, I had her at 10 15. We didn't get to the postpartum room. So we weren't in the same room as I delivered in the whole time. I delivered in a room and then we moved to a different room where the postpartum room. Yeah. And I was so upset because I really wanted to be in the room where you can deliver and everything all in one room. You deliver yeah. and have postpartum like after whatever in one room, but they were all taken. Yeah. So I missed out anyway. So, um, we had, by the time we got all our stuff, it was midnight. We didn't get food until 1 a.m. And mm-hmm. Ellie was sleeping a little bit during, she was really calm when she first came out, like not, didn't really cry, nothing. And then it, then the next day, man, she let us all know. <laughs> she let us all know that she was the queen bee. It was her world and we're all living in it. And she let us know for the next five months. Oh. Now she's in her room singing zoom, 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 going to the moon all by herself. She's still awake? No, she's asleep now, but oh. that's what oh. she was singing. Ah, uh, so funny. Oh. Anyway, can you think of anything else you put in your bag? Um, shampoo, conditioner, yeah, body wash. Tiny size stuff. Yeah, the hospital Ooh, stuff. What about but... your own towel? Did you bring your own towel? No, I heard to bring. Your I own wish towel. I would have. The hospitals were like, eat, and I'm like, okay, I have a lot more going on than just that. I think if anybody's looking, like any like rich like person that's looking to donate to like something, donate to postpartum floor. And get them showers for that are like yeah. nice for these moms that just had a baby. Yeah. Cause you don't understand that like first shower after you've been like drenched in like bodily fluids and sweat, yeah. you're just like, oh my gosh. No, my shower was so wimpy. You know when you turn on the hose and it like just kinda kinda comes out? Like really? Oh my gosh, that was it. That was it. Why did like right. underneath it like really scrunched up to get anything on my head it was terrible it was the worst shower i ever had in my entire life so anybody looking to like donate a bunch of money if i become rich one day i'm doing it i'm picking one i'm picking a hospital and i'm gonna put at least put like the shower heads that you can take off and like so you can rinse off everywhere like i mean i'm sure i needed some help down in my, you know, lower areas. I'm sure I need to clean yeah, down there. Yeah, I had to have, like, I had to have Chris help me, because, like, I couldn't, like, not that I couldn't move, but, like, I got the epidural. Oh, right. It's like, I was, like, oh, like, I don't know, I feel like I hadn't walked in, like, 25 years, yeah. so. I didn't have that. that. I mean, I had lots of pain, like, we all have, but, like, I, I, mm-hmm. I could walk normal, because I didn't have the epidural, so, like, I could make it there, but I remember the nurses were like, okay, we're going to help you to the bathroom. I'm like, dang, this is like serious stuff. No one tells you. Here you Mm -hmm. you are, guys. It sucks. But these bundle of joys are wonderful. And I used to think everyone's like, oh, you know, sleep while you can. So I was like, shut up. Like, shut up. Now, looking back, I'm like, dang, I wish I would have been like, like sleeping like 
And I know it's so hard because like your belly's big, you're sweating, you're hot, you're you're anxious. Yes. Like Cadison, go back to when it was just myself. Girl, I'd be sawing some logs. But you don't think it like, again, nobody really prepares you like for postpartum. I feel like there needs to be more postpartum care. Dude. Yeah. We need to have like, there needs to be like, it should just be, you should just have to go to therapy, period. You should, because, like, like, you literally go from, like, seeing a doctor every freaking, like, two weeks, one week. Like, it's all about you, you, yeah. you. And then all of a sudden, you have the baby, you're like, okay, see you back in six months. It's like, dang. Yeah, like, and then you go, the oh, I didn't even get that. You mean six weeks? Yeah. Yeah, six weeks. Oh, okay, yeah. And then they're done, though. After that, they say, yeah, you yeah. can have sex again, and then you're like, you're on your own. Yeah, on your own. And then you go to this pediatrician for your baby. And I'm like, that's why yeah. I'm really glad that I go to a family, like a family doctor. So she sees all of us. Well, not Timmy. Mm-hmm. Timmy goes somewhere else. But like, she sees me as a patient and she sees Ellie as a patient. So like when we go in, like she asks questions about me and how I'm doing. And, like, that's nice to have. Yeah. And I know there's some pediatricians out there that, like, check in on the mom and be like, you should go see someone or you can go talk to someone or check in with your doctor about this, you know. So I'm thankful for pediatricians out there like that, too. But, like, there's nothing wrong with choosing yeah. a family doctor to take your baby to, not necessarily just specialized pediatrician. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. Anyway. I think we should probably just wrap it up. What do you think? All right. Okay. Thank you guys for coming on and listening to us talk. Um, we'll probably pick up with something new um, in the next few weeks. And thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye bye.